Welcome to this, the next edition of our Daily Devotions, coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We hope this finds you well, and we hope that you feel the freedom to share these devotions with those that you know and love. Let's now take a moment to prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful piano music. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture today comes from the book of Jonah. We are going to read the last half of the story. The first half of the story tells of how Jonah senses the call of God to go preach to the people of Nineveh, and he resists the call and jumps on ship on a ship headed the opposite direction to Tarshish. But God sends a storm and Jonah ends up being tossed off the ship. And God sends a large fish, we imagine a whale, to swallow him and protect him from the sea. Jonah gives thanks to God for saving him inside the belly of the whale. He resides there for three days, not unlike the three days of Jesus being in the tomb. And then Jonah gets spit up onto dry land and that's where the second half of the story picks up. So hear the word of God. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. And Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, 
and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. Well, when the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, no human or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Humans and animals shall be covered with sackcloth and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment. And now, O oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade, waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when the dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered and when the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A.J. Cronin, the novelist, told the story of his early career as a doctor. He had performed surgery in Wales on a little girl with a case of diphtheria. It required giving her a tracheotomy, and after the surgery, he instructed the young attending nurse to keep checking the tracheotomy tube to make sure that it didn't clog, and if it did, to remove it and clean it and replace it and come and get him while he took a nap. Well, sure enough, the tube clogged, but the young nurse panicked, and instead of clearing the tube, she ran for the doctor. But by the time they both returned, the child had tragically died. Cronin was furious and called the nurse in the next day and read her a letter wherein he recommended that her license be revoked. The young nurse cried and begged for a second chance, and Cronin was unrelenting. That night, however, the doctor was haunted by the nurse's words, give me a second chance. They were the very same words that he himself had cried out once to Jesus, give me a second chance. He called the nurse back in, tore up the letter in front of her, and the record shows that the young nurse went on to become the superintendent of the largest children's hospital in all of Great Britain. You never know the power of a second chance. The story of Jonah is a story of several, several second chances. From beginning to end, God seems intent on giving a whole host of people 
second chances, starting, of course, with Jonah. Jonah, who receives the call of God to preach to the wicked city of Nineveh, but turns his back and runs. And before he knows it, the wind blows against him. He ends up at the belly of the whale and then eventually back on dry land. And then the text says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. So always, there's all sorts of ways this story could have gone. God could have let Jonah just run away. God could have let Jonah drown in the sea. God could have let the whale's digestive juices do their number on the runaway prophet. God could have brought him to dry land and then never said anything to him again. And he had made his mistake. He deserted the army, court-martial, and you are through. But no, the text says the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Of course, the sailors, to think of another group of people in the story, the sailors who experience the calming of the sea after listening to what Jonah tells them to do, they see in this whole thing the hand of God, and they offered a sacrifice to God and made vows, and they too were given a second chance. And then, of course, the Ninevites, those wicked people. But when Jonah finally gets there and preaches the word of repentance, they seize their second chance and confess to God and worship the God of the second chance. But here's the rub. Jonah doesn't like the second chance they got. He likes the second chance he got, but he doesn't like the second chance they got, which points us to the real rub of the spiritual life, accepting from God our second chances, understanding the radical grace by which we have been saved and allowing that radical grace to so fill us that our cup runneth over and that grace is then extended and rejoices in the second chances we give other people. A.J. Cronin couldn't see to give a second chance until he had embraced his own second chance. Bible's filled with second chances. Moses, the murderer, a second chance at the burning bush. The disciple Peter, the denier, a second chance beside the Sea of Galilee. The woman caught in adultery, given a second chance to live a new life. The apostle Paul, persecutor of the church, a second chance on the road to Damascus. Heavens, our whole understanding of God and God's grace came by the second chances offered by hundreds and thousands of saints before us who were so overwhelmed by the radical grace of God that theirs were lives of second chances, giving others second chances. So, chances are you have a person in your life who is in need of a second chance. Maybe it's a second chance with you or a third chance, or a fourth chance, or a fifth chance, or a fiftieth chance. Now, there are no guarantees when we give somebody a second chance. Sometimes, like the Ninevites, they seize it and become different. Sometimes, like Jonah, they can't quite let that grace of a second chance sink in. But deep down, what the Bible keeps saying over and over and over and over again, is that there is no power quite like the power of a second chance. Let us pray. Oh Lord, bring to mind the people in our lives and in our world that need someone else to give them another chance. And then give us the grace to do it. For we pray this in the King of Second Chances, Jesus the Christ. Amen.